Susul. Welcome to Under the Plumbob Podcast, the co- podcast about EA Max's game called The Sims. Hi, this is Team Cowplant. I'm Vanity. I'm Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ava. Yes, I'm here too. <laughs> You're like, I'm here. We're doing a really fun Shakespearean episode. Mm. This is going to be high on the drama. Look, this whole place has so much drama. It's so great. It's Veronaville, guys, in case you were wondering. We got another lore episode. How excited are we? Lore! These are legit my favorite episodes. I love them so much. I know, me too. It's funny because all the lore episodes are always just Sims 2. <laughs> right? Like, that's it. Well, it, it, they, Sims 2 is heavy on the lore because there was so much story in it. So that makes sense. It makes me wonder, like, who got fired? <laughs> <laughs> who left the company? <laughs> Damn it, Tim. He left. No one knew what to do. <laughs> they just gave up. He just gave up. <laughs> Like, Tim isn't here to write our stories. Who's going to do it? Nobody? All right, fuck it. Fuck no stories. <laughs> Maybe Tim just wrote elaborate fan fictions for these characters that they'd made to fill the neighborhoods. And then they were like, yeah, I will right, we'll put it in game. And since Tim wasn't there anymore to write the fan fictions, everybody else was just like, I'm not that nerdy. Not gonna. Holy shit. So Sims 2 is nothing but fan fiction. Yep. Kind of. That's it. That's my headcanon now. Sims 2 is nothing but fan fiction. I am so here for this. Because if you think about it, there's the family dynamic tropes in Pleasant View, you know, looking perfect on the outside, dysfunctional on the inside. There's all the alien sci-fi drama in Strangerville. And then in this one, it's all the literature folks that you got. The Shakespeare, it's you got the... the Shakespeare AUs. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I'm into it. We figured it out. We cracked the code. That's what it is. We cracked it's it. It's just a bunch of fan fiction. So if you guys have not played Sims 2, first of all, I am so sorry because you missed a treasure trove, a treasure trove of amazing. You also missed the coolest little, I mean, just aesthetically looking, it looked so pretty from like when you like zoomed in, of Veronaville. Okay, so Sims 2 had like all those different worlds, I guess, or would you call them like neighborhoods? Kind of, which can we just say... I know why that this is your favorite neighborhood, Vanity, because it is very reminiscent of a European town, also known as Windenburg, that is your favorite. It is my favorite! Yeah, it's very European-inspired. And Vanity belongs in Europe. We just have decided that if anybody has connections on how to get Vanity to Europe to live and stay, email me. I already told you I have a sofa you can crash on, like a sofa bed you can crash on until you find your own place. I understand that, but I don't think I can work there legally. I'd be like, you know. I actually have a friend who works in the work visa department of our government. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did we just become Get Vanity to Europe 2020? Is this a thing now? (laughs) Get Vanity to Europe. (laughs) Okay. Well, it might be 2021 at this point because of the Rona. 
I was going to say, like, well, it's get Marissa to Canada 2020 or 2021 because there are so many times after watching the news and shit where I tell my husband, I'm like, that's it. We're fucking moving to Canada after this is over. Like, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) I can't do America anymore. You know, we tried it in America. I tried to make it work with you. You suck. I need to move on to bigger and better things. (laughs) It's like like an abusive relationship. (laughs) I was honestly reading a transcript of one of uh, your quote-unquote president's um, interviews. quote-unquote keyword there. Briefings or whatever. And I swear to God, when that man talks, it's like a fucking pinball. He cannot stay on one topic. It's, it's, It's bad. I thought I rambled, but holy shit. It's like, you have to answer one question. You can literally answer that with one sentence. And here he has like five paragraphs of useless information that are being used only to confuse people. And I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry you have to deal with this. My favorite is when he just like attacks like the people who asked him a question. Like they're like, hey, how about this? You know what? You're a bad reporter. You're wrong. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. I just I just asked you a what? And you know what? You know what? There's an issue when you see the president reading off a teleprompter and you're like, oh shit, he's reading off a teleprompter. Like, this is serious. Like, this is real. It's going real. You shouldn't think that when you're listening to a president's speech. You should think, oh, he's reading. Good. Oh, God. Like the times that I've heard people say, oh, he was very good today, like very coherent and very, that should be the freaking norm. That shouldn't be the exception. Like you shouldn't give him a pat on the, on the back and a lollipop because he sounded like a president. He is a president. He should sound like that all the time. That should be his default setting. God, I wish you could see me right now. I'm like screaming. This is when I scream at my TV every day. I'm like, why? Why is this happening? What's happening? I don't yeah, I understand. Get I don't <laughs> like, get it. And, uh, and, oh, God, and, and, and this oh. is me who just put a whole shebang of Irish liqueur into her coffee. Because that's how she deals with the president. It's like Melissa says, and I couldn't agree more. He's very coherent today is good news for an Alzheimer patient, bad news for a president. That's like the first thing that shot into my mind when someone said that. And I was like, is he sick? Did I miss an announcement where he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and this is a thing now? I... Oh, jeez, it's it's so bad. Like, and now, even now, imagine living here. Imagine living here and being no, dependent on this guy. I don't want it. Chugga, 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 chugga. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm glad we had this talk. I'm glad we got a lot of our feelings off of our chest right now because, yeah, it's we're all living in a fucking just insane bubble it's right a now. It's giant shit show. Yeah. Bring on the alcohol. Hey, I'm just saying, but you know, there's a play called Julius Caesar where uh, a leader gets stabbed and it was written by Shakespeare. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> what are you suggesting, Ava? <laughs> I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just, you know, trying to keep us on topic. Talking about Shakespeare. Sorry. And my my Gretchen Wieners moment. God, I love that movie. Me too. Oh my God, it's so funny. Caesar. just as popular as Caesar. Look, Gretchen Wiener is an icon and I still say fetch. Gretchen Wieners for president, guys. Oh my God, yes. Gretchen Wiener, 2022. 2020? 2020 it's 20 oh fuck it's 2020 oh no this is gonna be like this is gonna be the final nuke at the end of a horrible year isn't it Gretchen Wieners 2020 <laughs> okay <laughs> so the sims 2 had 
so much awesomeness. It, it gave us, you know, the lore of the goths. It gave us, you know, the uh, top hat money. It gave us so much and asked for nothing in return. But it also gave us Veronaville. Two families, both alike. In my fair Veronaville. It's not it, but it's cool. It's it's close enough. Fair <laughs> <laughs> Veronaville. Um, so it's like a European style town, like we said before. It has canals and English Tudor style houses, which I love Tudor style houses oh so much. Um, then it on one side. The other side has like this Italian, like Mediterranean villa style on the other, which is actually really funny to me. So like the caps or the capulets live on the wealthier English Tudor style and the Montes, you mean the Montagues, they live on the, the rural Italian side. All of the Sims streets and houses are based on Shakespeare. So like, it's like watching, uh, what was that movie with Amanda Bynes? She's the man. <laughs> or 10 Things They Hate About You. You know, pretty much every random high school movie that's actually made after a Shakespeare movie. Uh, What a Girl Wants is still the best Amanda Bynes movie. I will fight you. I love that movie. It's great. Colin Firth is a treasure. Colin Firth is... Bay. Colin Firth can get it 17 ways Sunday. Him and Gary- look, like, right, like, real talk. I saw his version of Pride and Prejudice and I saw the one with Kira Knightley. And while the Kira Knightley, that moment, like, the hand flex was just, mm, Colin Firth will always, always, always be my Darcy. Colin Firth is my Mr. Darcy until I die. I'll, I want on my tombstone, even though I don't, even though I don't want a tombstone, to say, Vanity Wells loves Colin all right, so you have the Caps and the Monties, which can take for 2.5 seconds to go on a teeny tiny choo-choo. It's not the biggest choo-choo, but it's just my initial thing. I absolutely fucking hate Romeo and Juliet. I think it's the stupidest, stupidest play ever. Why is that, Vanity? Tell us all about it. It's two fucking teenagers who wanted to bone. And because they wanted to bone, and instead of just boning and getting it on with their lives, they decided they needed to fucking cause havoc. Everyone died for raging hormones and the need to bone. Like, literally. And also, like, everyone died because you couldn't get a letter on time? Who the fuck? What the fuck? I'm sorry. No. The only good thing that comes out of Romeo and Juliet is the Leonardo DiCaprio Claire Danes movie because fucking Harold Perrineau, who plays Mercutio, is my favorite fucking Mercutio ever to play, ever, you know, a plague on both your houses as he fucking screams into the abyss with his fucking pistols. That's it. I'm done. I don't like that movie. What? I don't like it. Yeah, I'm like really mixed about that movie. It was really, like I saw what they were going for, but I'm like, I get it, but I'm going to put it over here and I'm going to stand over there. What? What? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm with Mars on this one. I, I don't like it. The soundtrack alone, guys. No, we're, I'm not saying it's not a good movie. I'm just going to put it over there and I'm going to go over here and that's what we're going to call it. It's not my movie. The soundtrack alone, when doves cry, sung by the children's choir. Oh, oh see, oh. I despise the sounds of children singing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you an educator? Do you work with children? Yes, I am. I am a children's educator. I shape young minds. Fun fact, it's nails on a chalkboard to me. I hate the sound of children singing. So no no kids bop for Mars. <laughs> and I will say it 110% stems from the fact that I was raised in a very interesting church 
And I was in the choir at that church for a very long time. I, I can sort of see why that is. Yeah, no. All right. All right. You get, a, you get a pass for this one. When I tell you, when Christmas music comes on the radio and the car, and all of a sudden the little kids choir pops in with the, ooh, I just pop. I just move over to another station. I cannot do it. Oh, no. I just hate, I just hate Christmas music, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so take a moment. It's not, it's not kids singing, but... Desiree Kissing You is probably one of my favorite songs ever. Anyway, I love that movie, but I also just loved everything about that. I love that. I love Moulin Rouge. I love that style of that. Like, yes, it's a very, I'm not, it's a very cool style. I really appreciate that movie for what it is. I'm just social distancing myself from it. But anywho, so that's why I hate Shakespeare, because it's just two kids who wanted to bone who end up killing everybody in the process and ruining two families. But I think that's kind of the beauty of it, is that it's like, it's basically Shakespeare. If you don't know, Shakespeare was writing for the drunken masses. Like, his plays were not these fancy, ooh, Shakespeare. He was literally like, hey, I'm going to add a bunch of dick jokes. Everyone's going to bone, and it's going to be the best thing ever. Basically, like, what are we saying? Like, Family Guy for back then? So he wrote these plays kind of tragic on purpose, so it would be funny. I think they're, like, comedy tragedies. Let's talk about also how he probably didn't write half of them, but we're not going to go there either. So, okay. Well, yeah, we are we are Shakespeare scholars, but I think you I think you have a point though. He, his his plays are, if I may describe them as such, a little bit extra. Yeah, that's the point. They're supposed to be kind of ridiculous. They're doing the most. <laughs> yeah, but we as a society, because he was so popular, because he performed for the uneducated, drunken masses, that's why so many people know them. That's why they've lasted through time. Because we're all uneducated, drunken masses? <laughs> Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> and so that's why they've lasted. But we as a society, we don't talk that way anymore. You know, it seems like it's this really, oh, they're so famous fancy and blah 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 no they were comedies they were supposed to be ridiculous it was supposed to be funny it was supposed to entertain you know people who didn't have like a lot of education or weren't the elite people of society so like for me the idea of two kids wanted to bone that fucked up a whole family it's like that's hilarious like what the fuck like that's a funny concept that's what it's supposed to be do you want to hear a snapple fact that i learned when i went to the globe theater globe three i think Oh my god, yes, I love Snapple Facts. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give okay, so Snapple Fact, which is probably not something that most people probably already know, but I like I love this fact. It's the fact that, like, you know how we pay so much money right now to like be in the pit or be like up close to the stage and be like right next to that? Those are the worst seats. That's where all of like the Poe people were. Like it smelled like asshole and garbage down there because nobody had showers. So like all of the high up seats, like people would pay goo gobs of money and decorate them to high heaven so people can see them, but they can't even see the play. Like they're, pay- they're not even paying attention. They, they, they just want to be seen. So if you go to the Globe Theater, all those box seats are decorated like super like intricately, whatever. They're all like pretty and stuff like that, but they're like behind the stage. Like nobody, can, they can't even see what's going on. They don't give a fuck. They want people to see them. I've had this this discussion with several people already where they were like, oh God, I wish I could, you know, travel back in time and talk to this person or, or, or go through this period of time. Like, honey, if you went back in time, you would immediately die of dysentery. So don't even try. Just the amount of disease and everything that there would, our, our precious hygienic baby butts couldn't handle that anymore. 
We would take one sip of water and immediately die. We would immediately catch malaria and shit ourselves to death. That is what would happen. The minute I, I got off the train into Paris and it smelled like age old pee. Sorry, Parisians. I'm so sorry. But it smelled like pee from like 1720. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't. If this is what life smelled like all the time, Jesus. You wouldn't smell it anymore, though, because that would be your every day. You wouldn't smell it anymore. <laughs> but that's the thing, like. American vanity, like, or, you know, living in the United States, we're such a new country. That nothing smells like pee? <laughs> well, we're new. Like, Have you been to New Orleans? Because it smells like pee there, too. <laughs> I mean, are you, ta- are you talking about Brussels? Because, yeah. Does Brussels smell like pee, too? <laughs> it does. It does, actually. Like, there's a route I take to the Brussels North Station from home that leads me past a metro stop that has, uh, like, a row of, like, four fire exits that go upstairs out of the metro. And people use that as a uh, public toilet to urinate. And when you pass it, it's just, especially when it's, like, a good, I think it would be, like, 100 degrees or something in summer for you guys. It's just, like, a really nice putrid aroma of urine and then again when you arrive at the station it's great i'm just i'm just cackling at historical pee okay so back on track guys do you think that ronaville smells like pee there is that canal you know so we're not (laughs) (laughs) okay so um they have okay so sims 2 if you guys don't remember they everybody has like memories but like the memories and the age of the monties and the caps don't add up like they're not right the biggest issue that people have basically is basically the the caps or the capulet side they say they're like a matriarch uh lineage or whatever so the the female becomes the heir and then the monties are a paternal thing i can't patrilinical patrilinical so the male is the heir so the idea but if you look at like the ages of who becomes the heir sometimes it's the firstborn kid and sometimes it's the youngest i'm not gonna say the names because i don't fucking remember them so it's funny because like nothing lines up so you're like well if you continue playing the storyline do you make the youngest kid the heir or do you make the oldest kid the heir because it's just random so that's kind of weird but it is pretty consistently let like the montes are the male and the capulets are the or the caps are or the female so that's good to know if you're playing out the line that's what you do so speaking of monties and caps let's just kind of go over who we're talking about here all right so the caps the caps live in the most expensive lot in the neighborhood they have the largest lot they made family of the consort tybalt juliet and hermia and they have like eighty-one thousand simoleons like they are rolling in it right loaded so juliet Julieta and Tybalt, of course, a Romeo and Juliet, like, you know, Tybalt and Juliet, you get it. They didn't even try. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hermia is from Mid- Midsummer Night's Dream, which is my favorite place ever, guys. Midsummer Night's is great. You have all of these fucking names. You have Gonril, Albany, Cordelia, Reagan, Kit, and Cornwall from King Lear. You have Desmonda from Othello. And then you have Caliban, Miranda, and Ariel from The Tempest. A lot of these are dead people, too. Just yeah, they're all like, yeah, half of them are just like dead. Dead people. <laughs> so a common trait in the like Capulet family or the Caps is they have gray eyes and they come up like, I don't know, they, they have like, they all look kind of the same, which they're family members, so it makes sense. But when you start playing them, 
all of the younger generations of them are all kind of like friends. It's funny because they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be like, you know, dueling fams, but actually they're not. Oh, in the cat family, the husbands take the wife's last name, Obvi. And then you have the Montes, which is the main family, which is Patrizio, Isabella, Romeo, and Mercutio. Mercutio's my, my favorite character in Romeo and Juliet, by the way. Just throwing that out there. You know, he dies. They're, and they're not, like, poor. They've got 76,000 simoleons. So they're really not that far behind the caps. But whatever. Um, so they have them. So then the male line, the male line of sessions there. So the women take the male's name, which is, like, how it normally is. Anywho. So, go for theory one with the families. Why do you think they're, why do you think that they're like all friends? Okay. So, what we haven't talked about yet is the Summer Dream family. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Summer Dream, which is the Midsummer, the Midsummer family. Yeah. So, it's like Puck and Bottom and all the fucking weird names. And they all have like, they're all pretty much redheaded, but they, they're not associated with the caps. And they have like face paint on their face. And they wear like one of them wears a crown and they all have kind of fairy outfits. And they're new to the neighborhood. They live on the European side, but they are very neutral. Like, they don't have any beef with either the Montes or the caps. But the theory is, because their family description is, the summer dreams, kindly nature and zest for life, have cast a spell over Veronaville's youth. But will there be any magic left for Puck? Puck is one of the guys. So my theory and a couple other fan theories on Sims Wiki is that the summer dreams, because all the elders and all the dead people all didn't like the Caps and the Montes. But when you actually start the game, only Tybalt has issues with the Montes. All the other kids either don't know each other or are like in love or just are friends. So the theory is that the Summer Dreams came in and they're trying to end the feud. So they're trying to make all the younger generation fall in love with each other and get married so that obviously the feud ends. So BTW, when you first start playing, if you go and start playing the game, like Juliet and Romeo are like, dating well they're like on the cusp of dating like you can make them like go steady like immediately because they've already have like their backstory kind of going on so they're already dating like you can already make make this happen right so i have this like theory can you play it out can you make i mean you can't kill teens oh can you look on a fire you can't kill kids so i don't think you can can kill teens so (laughs) i'm not sure so then so when julia and romeo like go steady or whatever consort then lectures romeo about it like they and all the ghosts come out at night on the on the freaking on the monty thing and they're all like they, they're not happy like it's hilarious like if you play them like all the ghosts are just like walking around like angry face because he's going out with like a fucking cap which i think is really funny i watched a video on it like there's a youtube video so it was somebody, somebody playing through and it was pretty it was pretty funny <laughs> But Romeo wants to see Juliet. So like, because like with Sims 2, I didn't talk about before with um, the goths, but like there is a linear kind of a storyline that'll play out if you follow the prompts. If you follow the prompts, you can kind of play out the story that the, that the devs want you to play. Like a choose your own adventure, but you only really have one choice. Kind of. Kind of like how Cassandra Goth has the choice to get married to Don. It's that same thing. 
where it's like if you follow it, you'll get a certain outcome. But if you kind of mess with it a little bit, you get a different outcome. Right. So like, so when you first start playing, Romeo wants to see Juliet. So he phones her, invites her over. When she comes over, she brings Tybalt with her for some unbeknownst reason to everybody else. So then Romeo makes out with Juliet and Mercutio, who is there at the house with Romeo, that's his brother. Um, he's insulted by Juliet, and so he attacks Tybalt, and they get in this big ass fight, and Mercutio loses, and then then Tybalt leaves. So it's like all of this goes down. You're just like, wait, what? And then Tybalt, if you just go to like the clothes shop or the grocery store or whatever, Tybalt, like at least when I played, he always just popped up and would be like, and like run up and like start fighting with you. <laughs> like he's the only one though that's like really aggressive is Tybalt. Like, like he's just real salty for reasons unbeknownst to anybody else. Like he's just like he walks in agged. Like he's like, yeah. I'm gonna fight people. And you're like, look, Marcus Flex, calm down. <laughs> look, we don't we have a lot of energy right now and we just need to turn it into eggle daddy energy at this point like let's oh, calm Jesus. it down oh god eggle daddy's back i'm sorry i love him <laughs> i know i know it's fine we're gonna bring up marcus flex and eggle daddy in every episode we're gonna find a way to squeeze them into every single episode even if it's not about them it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we're opposite to each other it's kind of funny they anyway <laughs> all right what I also love is that this storyline, yeah, it does like prompt them to fight and stuff like that. But really, if you look at the family bin, there is so many like single people that you could get quite a few of them married to each other. You know what I mean? Like Antonio Monti is recently widowed. And it says even in the description, like, oh, does he hire help to take care of his kids while he works? Or what does he do? Blah, blah, blah. So like, you could have him marry someone from the Cap family, you know, like then the others, like a Bianca Monty, she is just, you know, single woman. So she can marry someone from the Cap family. So there's like all these like things where they have all these single people and none of them hate each other besides Tibble. You could really like get them all married and end the feud and the summer dreams get what they want. The little fairies in the background just floating away. The little fairies in the background. Now let's get on to some, like, conspiracy theories with this. Like, has anybody played it and made... Because I I saw some videos. Because I haven't played Sims 2 in, like, 75 years because I don't own it anymore. But, like, I know the kids are all, like, friendly and shit. But can we make, like, the, the adults, maybe? Like... Um, they do have some... Like, Cornwall Cap doesn't like Bianca Monti. Juliet actually doesn't like Partizio and Isabella. I'm not Partizio. I'm not saying that right. Um, she also doesn't like Maurizio. They don't, like, find each other to be enemies, but they just don't like each other. Romeo doesn't like Consort or uh, Tybalt Cap. So they all, like, either don't like each other or don't know each other, pretty much. But the other interesting thing is the focus is so much on the Romeo and Juliet characters. But Bianca is kind of like an outlier. She doesn't want to keep the feud going. She is just single, ready to mingle with whoever wants to mingle. So you could marry her to any of those people and that would be fine. You know what I mean? Like, besides the Cornwall cap, like, really, she likes everybody else. So, like, you know what I mean? You could kind of get her involved in the mix, too, if you don't want. Like, if you decide to play the tragic storyline and have them all die, Bianca can just pick up the pieces and keep it going. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And just have them all die. Like, look, Bianca's like, hi, I know you're dead. Let me step over your urn real quick. So, hey. Really? Like, and she's like, look, I just want to get married and have babies. Like, just give me some babies and I'm fine. I don't care who they are. I'm going to need some babies right now. Biological clock is ticking, yo. Biological clock is ticking. Like, I don't have time for this. Like, I just need to procreate. Like, who's ready? Who's here? Who's still alive? Like, who? what can I do? What can I do? Exactly. <laughs> I think with the Veronaville, though, the thing about it is, is, like, it's a beautiful place, but there's so many moving pieces. There's so many, like, these households are massive. Like, they're not small houses. So it's kind of, to me, it was overwhelming. Like, are you saying the 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 literal member member of Sims household, or just the size of the lots are too big? The people in the house, like not the like the caps just had like their small family, but like the other houses, there's a lot of people in one house. You're just like, I can't. Why? Like the summer dreams or whatever. There's a lot of mofos in there. I got overwhelmed. And never enough bathrooms. There's only four people in this summer dream household. No, they got like kids and shit. Hold on. Yeah, it's just the man, the wife, and the two kids. That's it. (laughs) Maybe it's the other house. Hold on. Let me me review. There was one house that had like a lot of people in it. And I was like, oh, this is so a lot. There's one cap family, the Gornola, Albany, Miranda. Yeah, it's two. They have a couple and they have four kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they have like, yeah, and it's just like, and then the, the kids, they've got like, I think it's the ages of the children. Like, you know how I feel about kids. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like, they have a little one and they have like two children. And they have like a weird teenager with the his face paint. And then it's just, there's too many of them. But I feel like if I was going to be in the household, it would be like, I'd be in the caps. But I wonder if you should, you know, we, pull them out of their, this little stage here, would the Caps and the Goths be a good mix, you think? Like, if you wanted to mix, like, Bella, I mean, or, you know, put old Cassie in there with, I don't know, Tybalt? She likes a guy that needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> That's putting it lightly. She likes a challenge. <laughs> Oh my god, I fucking love you so much. <laughs> that was amazing. It's so true though. Oh my god, we love Cassie, but she Yeah. She She does like some work. She likes a project. <laughs> that's not a project anymore. That's complete home renovation. That's that's not a project. <laughs> she likes a lost cause. <laughs> I just feel like that would be her. That'd be right up her. That'd be her jam. She's like, "Oh, hey, Tibble. I like so I have a little bit of anger. What's going on with you? You all right? Come over. <laughs> How many emotional issues? Ooh, oh. <laughs> scrapbook. <laughs> let me let me fix my ponytails. Come on over. <laughs> that being said, ladies, gentlemen, whoever wants. To hear it or needs to hear it, it is never your job to fix your partner, ever. Really, don't don't be Cassie. Look at look what happened to her. Like she got left at the altar. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, it really isn't. Like, and I know some people in my life who need to hear that. Like, it's not your job to fix people. If they don't like you, move on. (laughs) This is true. You making them a better person is not going to make them better (laughs) or not going to make them love you either. La, 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 la. La, la, la. All right, so we have, um, so while you have your main families that are already like in their houses, hanging out, being families, you also have people who are in the little bins, which makes it like they're in like a little, they're in a little bucket. <laughs> <laughs> they're not trapped in the bins. They're free to move around the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're in your family trash. <laughs> a collective trash bin. That's where these families are. All right. So you have I'm not cat. saying some of them aren't, but <laughs> can we talk about for a second how like everybody starts off with uh, twenty thousand simoleons, except for this one family that starts with nineteen thousand eight hundred and seventy simoleons? Like what? Yeah. And what happened to the rest of the single dad? It's it's the single dad with the two <laughs> twins. So it's literally just like, fuck you, single dad. Like, you don't get money. <laughs> All right. So you have the cat family, which is, uh, um, it's Gonorrhea Cap, Albany Cap, Miranda, Hal, Desmonda, and Ariel. It's a lot of fucking people in this house, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so Gonorrhea's husband, Albany, wanted a big family, and he got it. Will their offspring carry on the Cap's traditions or smash the establishment to smithereens? Mm-hmm. I liked smithereens used in a sentence, so... <laughs> Side note. <laughs> it should be used more often. Can we bring smithereens back to the to like, you know, the world? Bring it back to lexicon, smithereens. Also, can we talk about like they did Gonorrhea Gonorella, they did her dirty. I remember playing her <laughs> fucking chin is out of control. Sorry, but when you play her, I'm pretty sure Albany is too, but her chin is so large and in charge, and I feel so bad for her. Like, I know everyone is beautiful in their own way, but that chin is not human. It is not a human chin. Like, it is all down her face, and I always felt really bad for her. If it's not a human <laughs> chin, whose chin is it? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I, and I don't know. But I never liked playing that family because all the kids get that chin, and you're just like, "Oh, honey, it's like, just a per- it's I'm just so a, a prevalent chin. It's like the genetic chin, it's like a Jay Leno yeah. chin." Yeah, and she's chilling. hot. Like she's got she's got the little cutout dress. Like she's working it, but just there's so much chin going on. <laughs> the like, crimson oh chin. The crimson. She is the crimson chin. She's wearing a crimson dress. She is literally the. She is the crimson chin. That okay, that might it. be the reference. Um, <laughs> speaking of references, maybe the one thousand nine hundred, uh, or was it the nine? What, what was it again? Nineteen thousand eight hundred seventy simoleons could be a reference to the nineteen eighty seven TV version of Much Ado About Nothing because that is the family <sighs> that it goes that it's about. Fun fact: Eric McCormick was in it. Will from Will and Grace, he played Balthazar. That's your Snapple fact. Ooh, oh my God, God, I love Snapple facts. Here, you know what? Tim put the work in when he was writing these fan fictions. So I, yes, I do think that that is what that is referencing. I bet Tim is a massive Will and Grace fan and he made that connection and went like, boom, done. I think you're exactly right. That's canon now. That's how it works. Next, we have 
another cat family, but this is Reagan Cornwall and hold on, if I could, Reagan Cornwall and Kent. So like Cornwall sounds like a very regal, like British douchey name, like Cornwall. Yeah. Reagan and her husband Cornwall are preoccupied with their careers, but Bian- but Bianca, who the fuck is Bianca? What? Oh, Bianca, Bianca Monti. I was like, where the fuck where yeah. she come from? <laughs> Bianca Monti's affections for Reagan's brother, Kent, had the household on alert. Will Kent have the courage to break the vendetta, vendetta? So basically, Reagan and, the, and Cornwall are yeah. like, so Kent is living with his sister and her husband. And yeah. And uh, he's, and then here comes Bianca because you know she wants, she has that ticking time bomb of her uterus, and she's like, "I need babies." Hey, Kent, how you be? And he's like, "Hey, girl." And then, but he's like, "But I'm a Cap. You're a Monty. Can we do this? What will our kids be named? Monty Cap, Cap, <laughs> Cap, Capanti, 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 Capanti." <laughs> <laughs> Capricorn. <laughs> Capricorn. Ma- I like Mama- a Monty. Mont. Map. 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 Mont. No, stop. Please just stop. <laughs> <laughs> so you have that family. And then you have an um now but- we have that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to kill Romeo and Juliet as teenagers or whatever, then you can fucking get Bianca and Kent married. You know what I mean? Like, they have other options, I guess. I'm more invested in this Kent and Bianca story than I'm with fucking Juliet and Romeo. So, I'm I'm here for this, guys. I'm I'm here for the the Capontes. The Cap- um, <laughs> yeah, I never really went for Romeo and Juliet either. I basically just focused on Bianca because I loved her and I wanted her to be happy. Me too. Bianca also wants to be happy, okay? Let's talk about her for a yeah. second. So Bianca Monti, she's happy to be out on her own away from her stifling family. But she needs someone to make a family with. Literally, her bio is just, hey, I have a uterus give me babies like she has an open uterus i have an open womb my heart and uterus are open (laughs) bianca my heart and uterus are open please please stop please no more (laughs) anyway so but you can also i mean (laughs) no no my no, my my uterus is rebelling right now. I don't want to hear any more talk of uteri. I just want to suffer in peace. Please continue. <laughs> uteri, the oh my god, uterus, uteri, our collective uteri. <laughs> okay. Oh lordy. All right. So then you have the widowed um, Will and Grace household, Eric McCormack, if you will, Tim's favorite household. No, no, Eric McCormack played Balthazar. And the Monty household that we're referring to is Antonio, Beatrice, and Benedict, which yeah. I think is horrible because Antonio is recently widowed and he must either give up his job at the family restaurant and use his saving to, savings to raise his twins, Beatrice and Benedict, or hire help and keep the job he loves. What will be his role in the family feud that may have cost him his wife? Look, I don't care what his role is. I just want to say it's a travesty that Beatrice and Benedict are siblings in this because that means I can't hook them up, which exactly. sucks because Much Ado About Nothing is my favorite Shakespeare play. 
and I just, I just, I just wanted to get them together, and I couldn't, and I'm, I'm sad now. I'm, Can I'm you sad now. Talking about the, uh, are we saying that somebody in the Cap family killed his wife? Pro- probably. I don't yeah. care. I just want Beatrice and Benedict to be happy. Or so you know how they're pushing like um, Bianca and Kent being together. What if we flip the script and Kent goes for Antonio? And helps raise his kids. Oh, that'd be so cute. And then there has to be another cap somewhere that wants to date Bianca. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she can, I mean, how old is Ariel? Is Ariel a girl? How about Hal? How old old is Hal? Let me find the cap family. Isn't Ariel the teen? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, is she the baby? <laughs> Wait. <Look. laughs> is she the baby? Oh, shit. I feel like we're getting into v- onto very slippery ice here. <laughs> I was just or his Ariel him. boy. I don't even fucking know. I don't either. I know, I know a guy named Ariel. Though. Miranda. Miranda's a teen, but just age up. And then she can... Yeah. Although I think she likes Mercutio, so maybe that wouldn't work. Doesn't Mercutio die, though? I mean, like, look, he's going to die anyway. Let's just make this happen. That's true. We're just trying to make something canon. How about this? How about this? Bianca don't need no man. It's true. Bianca is a strong, independent Monty. She don't need no man in her life. She can adopt. She can can totally adopt. Her and Cassie are going to just be roommates. (gasps) Her and Cassie. Her and Cassie. I'm here for that because Cassie does not need to... Because Bianca is strong and independent and doesn't need to be fixing. She can help Cassie fix herself. There we go. Problem solved. They become bros. And if they fall in love, you know, that's their prerogative. It's not up to us. No. (laughs) (laughs) So now we have have it all done. Bianca and Cassie. And they even kind of like not really look like each other, but kind of look like each other. I eat tan skin and dark hair. That's about it. And they both wear black. I mean, they're wearing black. So there you go. I'm here for it. Look, I just want them to be happy. Okay, well, now that you have piqued your interest in the Montes and Caps, who do you guys want to push together? Like, I mean, do you, you as in collective listeners, do you have like people that you always use? Do you just say fuck it to uh, Bianca and let her just live her own fabulous life? What do you do? Like, yeah, give us your OTPs and your no TPs. We want to know yeah. which way does yeah. your ship sail. Or does it? Sink? I will say, what I usually do though is I usually play Romeo and Juliet, and I just move them to university and have them like move in together into the same dorm, and then they just fall in love there. So I like remove them from the situation, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be- oh, look, I, I'm just I just want to know what you guys do. Give me your so. How about that? Like. Send us some listener stories about what you do with your Sims 2, like, Vermonaville peeps. Like, what happens? Yeah. Tell us yeah. what Yeah, what are your theories? Like, we had our theories, but we want to hear your theories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us your theories. Um, so now we're going to go into our uh, What's Up Gal, which is basically what's on the gallery. This person tagged us, therefore we get to talk about it. So if you want us to be featured, then tag us. I'll tell you mm-hmm. how in a minute. All right, so this is a household by Riki Teak on the gallery. It's R E E K Y T E E K. So it's the bot family. The gallery name is just bot, though. 
and all have the skills to be the perfect help around the house with top parenting, handiness, cooking, gourmet, baking, mixology, and charisma skills. Plus, excellent bonus traits like fresh fresh chef, so, so nothing cooked ever expires, which is pretty cool, by the way, and instant repair and upgrade. Also, access to the highly coveted Snaggle Fluster recipe. What the fuck is a Snaggle Fluster, guys? Did, does anybody know what that is? Oh my god, is that like something a robot makes? I don't know. I've never had robots for university, so I don't even know. I've never done the robotic skill for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. So Eve is Bob's daughter by alien abduction. So there's Bob, Bia, Bran, Beth, Bria, Brooke, and Bruce. And there's an alien infant named Eve. It's the bot family. So they tagged hashtag under the plum bob so we can find it. So basically tag yo shit with our tag so we can find it and feature you on our episode. So you can do hashtag under the plum bob, hashtag UTPB, hashtag plum bob podcast. I don't know. Just hashtag something so we can find it. Okay. Thanks. Okay. But can I just say something about that family? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It must be a nightmare to get the monogrammed anything. <laughs> More like B and B, Bia and Bria. Like, and come on now. I love it. That's my towel. It's got a BB on it. Yeah, no yeah. shit, dumb fuck. <laughs> we all got Bs on it, bitch. <laughs> it's my well, towel now. I'm looking up Snaggle Flat Fluster. It's a rare drink recipe that gives massive skill vein- gains and it's available from level nine in the mixology career. Hmm. Thanks, Carl. Hey, husband. Uh-oh. I'm literally Coming on for Carl's, us once again. I'm on Carl's Patreon. Like, Carl, please. Oh, oh it's like B, like B Arthur. Okay, gotcha. Not B, uh, not B, but B. Oh, yeah, B. Gotcha. All right, so. And there's like a Brea. And then but we it's have, so cute. It's really cute. It family. is cute. They all have different I just colors. Never had, they actually kind of remind me of Tally in uh, Mass Effect. Oh, uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Orgaris with their body types. Anyway, sorry. That was another thing. <laughs> all right. So we have a lot, too. Who wants to tell us about a lot that we found in the gallery, guys? Sure, I'll go. Uh, so the lot that we found is Home Tiny Home by Vampire Bunny, but like Vampire with a Y, V-A-M-P-Y-R, and then Bunny. It's one bed, one bath, 30 by 20 tiny home. It costs 12,761 simoleons. Uh, it comes with the comment, just ignore the urn. I don't know. Which, what happened here? Who knows? Are you brave enough to find out? You can for 12,761 simoleons. It's on the gallery. I love it. The roof looks fabulous. I love the just ignore the urn. Like, how on brand is that for us? Right. It's very good. <laughs> it's totally a Roxy house. <laughs> it's or an inside it- cemetery. I love it. Uh oh, Ava, you and your Great. cemeteries. Uh, hashtag tiny home, hashtag micro home, hashtag under the plum bob. Did you say hi. hashtag tiny home? I said, <laughs> I said tiny home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, <Okay>. home. <laughs> 
I said tiny home, but it could also be. I don't know. Kind of love tiny home. <laughs> Look, we already created one new hashtag on this episode. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't. If there's ever Sims pornography, that'll be one of the titles. It'll be the tiny home expansion pack or stuff pack instead of the tiny home. It's just a whole bunch of butts. <laughs> but mostly butts. butts. <laughs> it's just all butts. <laughs> Ew. It's just butt sculptures. <laughs> okay. Speaking Weird. of butts, uh, we have a shout out on Apple, don't we? Oh my god. I don't know how that has to do with butts, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yes, we do have a shoot-oot. We have a shoot-oot. Shoot-oot! All right, we have a shoot-oot. This is from KTVRO on Apple. So, KTVRO? KTVRO. All right. This person says, yes, queens. Snap, snap. That was me doing a snap, by the way. 30 years old, still obsessed with simming, bought a gaming computer to feed my addiction, and got bored quickly. This podcast is helping me delve into a whole new world. I love you all. Oh, we love you too. I love it. Glad we could help. So glad. Yes, I am. I'm glad. Hashtag glad. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Alrighty. Well, thanks so much for Katie Vero and Vampire Bunny and Ricky Teak. So great. Fucking love these. It's so exciting that we're getting like gallery tags like are we famous yes okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no autographs please <laughs> no autographs returning our far fame for this episode <laughs> <laughs> turning up my fame <laughs> Alrighty. so now what we have left is social media plugs you can follow us on Plumbobcast on Instagram and Twitter, Plumbob Podcast on Reddit, under the Plumbob Podcast on Facebook and Tumblr. Our website is under the Plumbob Bot. Our oh, website is under. So good. <laughs> our website is under the Plumbob.com. We have a contact form, or you can email us at under the Plumbob Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitch and YouTube where we provide video content. So basically, Roxy is recording herself playing The Sims and overlaying a episode so every monday she posts that we have a weekly twitch stream saturdays 11 30 eastern standard time and also after dark episodes are fridays at 8 p.m eastern standard time on twitch so you can follow us there and watch our twitches and it, we're not always playing the sims uh, i know we've been doing animal crossing and a lot of other things so if you want to just get some other content we do that on the weekend um one of our simmons don aka dirty dude dirty dude oh my god <laughs> sorry Tom. whoa oh there my <laughs> oh my god Tom. i'm sorry it's just so many d's okay nerdy dude 247 that's what his name is on twitter has stepped up to be the console expert so he does weekly posts on tumblr at under the console and you can also subscribe rate and review apple cost Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora. And if you want us somewhere else, let us know. We actually just recently got on Pandora because of a listener request. So let us know your requests. We have a Patreon. So follow us on Patreon. Grab our merch. Um, We have the link for our Patreon and our merch in the description below. Thank you to our writing team, Roxy. Thank you to 
uh, Sims Wiki, which is where I got a shit ton of information, as well as a lot of fan theories. I got mine Thank from Reddit, by the way. Thanks, Reddit. Oh, Vanity got hers from Reddit. Was that on the Sims forum? Like mm-hmm. the Sims Reddit? Mm-hmm. Also, of course, Carl for letting us know about the Snaggle Fluster. I've never heard of that. That's pretty fucking cool. And um, is that it? Is that everything? We, tar- we, we told everyone everything? No, we've told you everything you need to know. So now you don't know. You no longer have anything left to learn. You're welcome. You're welcome. Also, if you're listening in the future, there's no more shelter in place. How is it? Is it nice? What's life like? What's the sun like? Is it nice on the outside? Is it nice out there? Is or is it Resident Evil? And we're all and we're all listening from like bunkers right now because we've all turned into zombies. Please don't even joke about that. You know, like. They're not opening water parks? Like, this is real, guys. What's happening? This is okay, real. anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> Are we just going to Quasimodo it from our roofs? Oh, bear. <laughs> <laughs> We're just on the fucking, like, tre- Trevises just, like, hanging off. Like, what's the world? <laughs> I need to get I have gargoyles, but I have two cats, and that's close enough. <laughs> I, need to get, I need to get a bell tower so I can just start swinging from it, like. Come on, guys. Amazon. I'm sure we could get like a bell app, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it for has sure. to be like a bell app that if you like shake your phone, it rings. It has to be. For I'm sure. Here for it. For sure. I'm here for it. We're all, all right. going to look like Quasimodi when we get out of this. <laughs> Don't even. Look, I started doing Blogilates apartment workouts and <gasps> yoga. I am, I'm fucking coming out of this at least another 20 pounds lighter. Don't even. I, I love Blogilates. I love her. Blogilates so is amazing. She's amazing, I, but she hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cassie, yeah. Cassie Have you amazing. done? You love Cassie. Pain you love Cassie. Everywhere. The Pilates, fucking Pilates with paper plates on carpet. Like, come on. Cassie Ho, you rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cassie Ho is amazing. Um, okay. So I guess the, I'm going to make tacos. So I guess we're going to go back to the real world. Ooh. And if you're playing, save your mother trucking game oh my now. god save, save your right game. now save your game save yep. right sorry now. we haven't mentioned that this whole episode do and, it and we just go okay guys well don't forget to save and now we're gonna go back to the real world <laughs> bye guys bye buddies dag dag That was fucking perfect. And now we get copyrighted. I can't get to stop. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.